Hey, I'm Jason Gray. Hey, this is Sarah Gross. Hey, I'm Andrew Osinga. Hi, this is Michael Carr. Hey, this is Andrew Peterson, and you're listening to Voices in My Head. And this is me, so let's have some exciting music. Who is me, you ask? Well, me is Rick Lee James, and this is my podcast, Voices in My Head. We've got a great show for you this week, so stay tuned. Welcome back to the Voices in My Head podcast. This is your host, Rick Lee James, and man, what a great show we have for you today. I know that last week um, we started out with uh, what I said was going to be uh, four in a row workshops that I conducted when I was in Michigan at their big team day event there, Uh, but something happened unexpectedly, so this is sort of in line with what we were going to be doing anyway, but this is just kind of a a little extra this week. Instead of doing our worship band workshop seminar, uh, which was actually heavily influenced uh, by this gentleman who is our guest today, uh, we are actually going to be featuring an interview I did with Paul Belosh. And uh, Paul was gracious enough to come on and be able to talk about his new live album, which comes out on April 1st. And um, we didn't have very much time, but man, it was so, it was so great to get uh, to talk and to get to hear his heart. Um, He has been someone that to me has been um, I guess I would say sort of a mentor from afar for many years. Um, his books, his albums, um, his resources for the church, uh, it, it's just hard to compare. Um, and, and he has uh, been so humble and so kind uh, to, to join me today and so humble for the church. Let me say this. I know that we even talk about a little bit in our conversation about uh, the danger of being sort of a rock star worship leader. And, and he has really resisted that. And uh, if anybody... Um, had a right, so to speak. It's almost like the Apostle Paul when he says, you know, if anybody has bragging rights, I have even more. And Paul certainly has that because, uh, I mean, he has the musical chops, he has the experience, he has so many albums, um, he has the respect of so many people, uh, but he has definitely rejected that sort of uh, worship leader, rock star mentality, and his heart and his attitude is just to serve the church. So uh, I'm I'm just going to share today um, a couple songs from his new live album. It's really good, and I strongly encourage you, um, but I want to share a couple bits of news first, but man, it was just so great to talk with Paul, and uh, if you don't follow him uh, on Twitter, you should, because he's very encouraging on there as well, just at Paul Balash, but Anyway, we'll get to that interview in just a minute. Let me share uh, some news on my end as well because it's been an exciting week for me. Um, it started uh, earlier in the week uh, with an email from Lifeway Worship. I had just sent them a song about St. Patrick's maybe a couple weeks ago, and uh, some of you may have heard that if you listened last year to the St. Patrick's Day show and had an episode, and I shared a new song that I wrote with Eddie Kirkland. And um, Lifeway listened to uh, just a little video that I sent uh, through YouTube, and it's it's just been sort of a whirlwind. I've just had uh, such a such a kind response from them. Um, an email from Randy Cox, who's been a guest on the show in the past, who's one of the publishers there. Um, he said I shared it, and and the entire publishing staff at Lifeway Worship just loves it. We want to move on it right away, and um, they've invited me down to Nashville. They're going to be recording it. Um, 
and and releasing it they're going to be changing the title to hallelujah christ is lord and uh, and i'm really excited about that and here here's the cool thing um the initial date he told me that they were going to do the recording was going to be on saint patrick's day um and i was just so excited i was like well praise the lord that's great we're doing you know patrick's song uh on saint patrick's day it's going to be recorded well that had to be rescheduled so we're going to do it a little bit down the road from them but god has just been so good i've been so blessed and uh, uh, and I, you know, I, I have to thank people like Paul Balash, uh, who've been such an influence on me and an encouragement to write for the church. And, and I hope that, you know, uh, this will be something that will be an encouragement for the church. Just to let you know, um, we, I haven't fully signed over rights yet. So for right now, you can still get the lead sheet to that song. If you go to my website, um, there's actually a link that I believe the link says uh, free music or, or free sheet music or something like that. So if you're interested in uh, in playing that song in your church and you think that might be a help to you, uh, maybe as a St. Patrick's Day celebration or, or maybe just on a regular week where um, you want to, you know, just really proclaim hallelujah Christ is Lord. Um, go to my website, at least for now, the, uh, the sheet music is free on there. You're welcome to have that. And, uh, so that's just been exciting news for me. And, and, uh, so I, I'm very grateful. Uh, and, and one other thing happened this last week. Uh, many of you have been so gracious, uh, to buy my album, Basement Psalms Live. Uh, several of you have bought the DVD. Many of you have bought the book, Out of the Depths, A Songwriter's Journey Through the Psalms, that was a companion to it. Um, well, this week, I, I'm, I'm so proud to say, um, Basement Psalms Live, the full concert is now available on Amazon Instant Video, and uh, I'm I'm just man, I'm pumped about that. Uh, you can rent it for like a dollar ninety nine or something like that. I don't set the prices actually. Uh, Amazon uh, does that, and uh, I was hoping they would do like a you know a Prime deal where they could offer it free to Prime subscribers, and maybe that'll happen down the road. But I'm just grateful that Amazon um, gave me a shot and allowed me to have the concert up there. So if you are a subscriber to Amazon Instant Video. Um, you can go in there and get Basement Psalms live, and uh, you can gift it to people, I believe, if you'd like to do that, and maybe share with them. Maybe uh, they don't want to take the time to grab a DVD, but maybe they would just stream it. Um, and that means on the go, wherever you are, if you have like an iPhone or some sort of Apple device uh, that streams, uh, you'll be able to watch it anywhere you are. So, um, And also, let me just uh, tell listeners of Voices in My Head, if you're interested in a hardcover of Out of the Depths, uh, Sorry for all these plugs today. I'm really not trying to do that, but um, we've dropped the price, um, at least temporarily, on Amazon.com uh, down several dollars right now, just as a, a way to uh, kind of get interest. Hardcovers cost a lot to make, but we're we're offering them about as uh, rock bottom cheap as we can right now, just because we want people to be able to read those. So, if you're interested in a hardcover copy of Out of the Depths: A Songwriter's Journey Through the Psalms, uh, you can get that on Amazon.com. Or you can go to my author page at Amazon.com slash author slash Rick Lee James. Okay, well, I'm done with the commercial now. Again, I apologize. It sounded like that was, you know, uh, five minutes of bragging. I didn't. I, I hope it didn't sound like that. I didn't mean for it to. It's just I, I've had a good week. God is just blessed. And there's even a couple other things I can't share about quite yet. Um, but just exciting news. And um, and let me say one other thing before we lead into to Paul Balash's interview. This is the season of Lent. And uh, I, I want to encourage you guys to, if you can, take some extra prayer time. Um, it, it really is a, a wonderful season and a wonderful time for us to lead to Easter. And, you know, Lent has six weeks 
It's really supposed to be a time of um, of reflection, a time of repentance, a time of waiting. Um, in, in some ways, it's it's reminiscent of Advent in that way, but we're going towards a different journey. We're not we're not actually leading towards the birth. We're leading towards the death on the cross. And um, but the the great part about that is that's not the end of the story. And then we go from this six week season of Lent into the seven week period of Easter, and uh, I, I've been taking extra prayer time uh, throughout this season, and God has been uh, working on me, and, uh, and let me just share my heart with you this morning, and then we're going to go into one of Paul's songs and right into the interview. Um, I've been thinking about the Apostle Paul, and uh, as I was reading through some sort of a preface to um, Romans um, the writer reminded me, and it and it just was as if the Holy Spirit just wanted to plant this thought in my heart because I haven't been able to get away from it. Reminded me that the Apostle Paul did not have any of the Gospels at his disposal. They hadn't been written yet uh, when he was doing his ministry here on earth. Um, think about that for just a second. He didn't have any of the New Testament. He didn't, I mean, he wrote a good portion of the New Testament, so obviously he, he had it after he wrote it, but it wasn't the same thing. He didn't have, like, the Bible like we have now. But he didn't have the Gospels, these things where so many of us have learned about Jesus. We've learned about who Christ is because of the Gospels. And Scripture is a, a valid, wonderful way to know Jesus, to learn about who Jesus is. But think about this for a moment. Paul didn't have that. Paul had met the resurrected Christ on the road while he was in process of persecuting Christians, of killing Christians. And he had a real encounter with the living Christ on the road. If you remember the story of Paul in Damascus, um, that he was was knocked off of uh, the animal he was riding and was blinded for several days. And in that time, you know, it was a time of seeking, a time of prayer, and he heard Jesus' voice whenever that experience happened, saying, you know, Saul, why do you persecute me? And I was just thinking, like, wow, we have so many writings from Paul. Paul was such an influence on the church and, and you know, really creating the church of Jesus Christ. But he never met Jesus in the flesh. He never met Jesus like face to face, like the other disciples did. And yet we hear so much about how he knows Christ. And I, I just, this Lent season, God has been driving home, say, asking me, I think, Rick, if you didn't have any of the Gospels to, to pull from, if you didn't have the writings of Paul, if you didn't have the New Testament, if you just had the Old Testament and the Holy Spirit, how well do you know Jesus? How well do you know me? And so I have been um, really trying to seek God and to seek that heart. And uh, I, I hope that that's something maybe you'll want to try to do too. When Paul says, I want to know Christ, I want to know him in the power of his death and in his resurrection, let Lent be that kind of a, a journey for you. Seek God that way to know him in the power of his death and in his resurrection, to seek him, to know the true living Christ, not just words on a page, as wonderful as they are and as necessary as they are, but to know the real living 
Christ. Well, with that being said, let's go into our time with Paul Balazs. We're going to kick off things with his song, He Is Risen, and then we're going to have a conversation with the worship singer, songwriter, author, Paul Balazs. Thank you for listening to Voices in My Head. Seek Christ. God bless you.
today on Voices in My Head is one of the church's most influential worship leaders, songwriters, and artists. 21 of his songs are in the CCLI Top 500, and he's written songs that you have been familiar with and are probably singing in your church on a weekly basis. Songs like Open the Eyes of My Heart, Your Name, Above All, Our God Saves, Hosanna, Today is the Day, and his new live album releases on April 1st from Integrity Music. It's my pleasure to welcome Paul Belosh to the Voices in My Head podcast today. Paul, welcome. Good morning. Uh, good afternoon. Good evening. Whenever, <laughs> whenever this is being aired, it's good morning for me with a cup of coffee in my hand. But, That's right. Since uh, it's a, a podcast, they could be listening to it a year from now. Who knows? So it's, thanks, uh, thanks for uh, the thanks for the invite and uh, appreciate. I've, I've you know watch follow you on Twitter there and uh, Facebook and keep up with some of your your happenings. So I appreciate what you do. Well, thank you very much. I appreciate that. And it's always a a pleasure. We actually had uh, Ben Gow on just a few months ago, your guitarist, and uh, had a great conversation with him about worship leading for the church. And uh, I'm just looking forward to kind of extending that conversation with you today. Um, Tell us just a little bit about your new live album, because you've had several live albums before, and a lot of them have been out of the country. And if I'm not mistaken, I think that this, uh, this newest one was also recorded in Canada. <laughs> it was. It's funny. I nothing against the U.S. I, <laughs> we have we did a live one in uh, Korea. Um, it's, let's see. Um, anyway, but yes, this was at the end of a Canadian tour. Uh, we started in Halifax, and it was uh, Montreal, et cetera. And uh, as we were getting closer to the event, we were closing the tour with one of our Lee worship workshops and there was going to be about a thousand worship leaders there and the particular church hosting it just outside of Toronto happened to have uh, you know a great recording system pro tools and HD cameras etc and I started thinking man you know be fun (laughs) we uh man I could I could send we have the email addresses of all the worship leaders coming to this conference why don't we shoot them the demos of the new songs and just ask them to over the next four days, listen to them, get them in their spirit, get them in their mouth, you know, just get it so that by the time we, uh, we, we do that night of worship on Friday night, they'll be singing these new songs like they've known them and, uh, for years. So, you know, there is something special about the sound of worship leaders. They, they, they tend to be better than the average worship, uh, uh, better than the average singer, if you will. I mean, sure. you know, my church, they sing great. They're they're good. But something about a, the sound of worship leaders, and uh, it was just quite powerful. So it was kind of a spiritual hunch. My band was like, are you sure? And we, I'm like, yeah, let's, let's give it a shot. Let's do this, you know. Let's see if we can capture something. And uh, bottom line is I feel like we captured something really honest and, and authentic. It was almost good not having too much time to prepare you can overthink you can overthink a project and then sure. you can also a live album people don't realize most live albums these days they they record it and then they go back and re-record everything you know yeah. um and this we, we pretty much kept it as it is i mean there's it's it's pretty raw so anyway um that's kind of how it came about so i'm, I'm really excited uh you know there's there's a lot of new songs on here as well as um you know, some, some recent tunes like The Same Love and uh, My Hope, just as a few songs that have 
were on my past project, but done in a live, in a live context. Sure. Well, and I have to say, your your band's version of Raw is uh, way different than a lot of uh, other people's versions of Raw, because it sounds really good. I, I was uh, pleased to be able to get an advanced copy of it and listen through it, and I've been enjoying it, especially um, the new song, He Is Risen, which... Um, <laughs> Which, which, uh, not, not that I think it was copied at all, and I don't, but there's one line when it, when it gets to the first part of the chorus and it does the, he is risen. I keep thinking, next time I sing War is Over, Happy Christmas by John Lennon, I'm gonna add that in there instead of the uh, part that the children <laughs> sing, you know. <laughs> That's funny. You know, everything sounds like something. It does. But, but it's everything. so good. I mean, and I know you love the Beatles, and I was just curious if, if there was any sort of, uh, I know that your songs have been definitely influenced by writers like you know Lennon and McCartney and people like that, but um, it's so singable. And when you come in with like a you know that he is risen part, I was just wondering if there was any of that kind of in your mind as you were writing the song, or or just where that came from. Gosh, not at all. I mean, that's the thing that you know writing songs over the years it can almost cripple you. I've so many songwriters are. Before they even get out of the gates, they're like, oh, that sounds like this. Oh, oh, I can't do that. That sounds like, (laughs) you know, years ago, I just resolved to say, look, everything sounds like something, you know, and if if you're not blatantly copying and you're blatantly, um, you know, but there's every, you could just probably, you could do the same. You have such a, you know, musical uh, discography in your brain, you know, you could probably... I could play just about any song and you'd go, oh, that's like the Four Tops. <laughs> oh, that's like that Phil Collins song in 85. Oh, yeah. that's, like, uh, that's like a Snow Patrol song. I mean, <laughs> there's no end. In fact, my wife and I play that game constantly. Everything sounds like something. So that that's funny. Now I hear it. It's funny that... um. <laughs> so well, those first three notes, I could hear that. Well, it's 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 funny. it's actually funny because years ago, and by the way, I I wasn't trying to say that was derivative of that song at all. It's just cool because I thought, wow, that would fit in that song. But um, a, a few years back when Lone Star had their song "Amazed," I thought, oh, that's shout to the Lord when it starts off because it started exactly. out exactly. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm, I rem- exactly. I remember being in a restaurant going ba da da. My wife went, oh, my gosh, that is shout to the Lord, man. Well, but then they immediately depart. So, anyway. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But I, I, that being said, I'm actually looking forward to to leading He Is Risen this year at my church on Easter Sunday because it really, uh, I mean, it's just like like so many of your songs, um, if not all of them that I've heard, just so singable. And uh, what a what a great theme to sing about is the resurrection. Now, you also have a video available for that song that's on iTunes. You want to maybe tell us, give us a little behind the scenes about making the video or or is it just again yeah yeah, again uh it is available on itunes uh the album's not out yet that comes out april 1st but the that particular song he is risen um it's on i just paul balash and he is risen on itunes and uh there is a um you get the video and the uh, mp3 um but the video again is you know, there's nothing fancy. Again, there's um, my heart behind it was I, I want even like our workshops. I want to affirm worship leaders who are in churches of two, three, four hundred, up to a thousand or or more. It's not even about the size. It's just 
I want to affirm just that that Sunday morning experience, you know, and quite often we go to these big worship concerts, if you will, and the lights and the lasers and the this and that, and it's, it's you know, that there's a place for that. But, you know, my Sunday mornings don't look like that. And sure. so I wanted the video, you know, there, there's a little bit, some lighting and stuff, but it, it looks pretty much like a Sunday morning worship team. And I, I really... Um, I wanted that. I didn't want to do, I wanted some, I wanted especially worship leaders to look at that and go, yeah, we, we can do that. That's, we even have a little choir off to the side and a group of like an ensemble to the left and the right of the band. And we have a cellist and, um, and uh, anyway, yeah, like I said, there's nothing impressive about it. Uh, to me, it just comes across a hopefully honest in that this is just a room full of people that are singing their prayers to God. Sure. And one thing I, I love about um, a lot of your songs, too, is, uh, you know, little did I know last weekend I was playing a concert in Michigan, just me and my guitar, and uh, I was leading Our God Saves. Little did I know I'd be speaking with you this week on the podcast. But one thing I love about that is, I, you know, I play your music with, like you said, I'll play it with a huge band sometimes, depending on the church I'm particularly at. Or this past Sunday when I was just kind of traveling by myself with my guitar and my loop machine, um, and we're doing it. And it was just so it's just so accessible and i've always appreciated that about your writing and there's been a lot of talk lately and even books being written about you know the danger of of trying to be a rock star worshiper and one thing i've always appreciated about you i've appreciated about the musicians that you work with um is just your emphasis on humility and and allowing um you know, just allowing yourself to serve the church and to serve the song. And I think that it comes through in your writing a lot as well, that you're trying to serve the local church just in the way that you're, I don't want to say, let's see, I don't want to say the songs are simplistic because they're not, but they're, but they're simple enough that you can play it with, you know, just a guitar or you can play it with a full band and you can sing it with a room full of 20 people or a room full of 20,000, you know, so I've always appreciated that. Hmm, that's good. That's, um, you know, some of that, I guess, is a little intentional. Uh, you know, it's, to me, uh, worship choruses, as as you're writing, and maybe this is to those who have, who try to write or have written songs, I mean, I think that is, um, that's sort of the bullseye if possible. You want a song to be simple enough for uh, a, a group of, uh, again, these songs are written for others to sing, you know, we're not writing, uh, we're not like Yes <laughs> or uh, some progressive rock band, you know, for people to listen. We we actually want to write songs that other people, after that first chorus, by the second chorus, they feel like, okay, yeah, I can kind of sing this. And so it is sort of writing songs with an attitude of serving your church, serving them melodies and a chord structure that a uh, you know maybe an intermediate level guitarist or pianist could play, and yet you know you don't want it to be too simplistic. You know right. that is that fine line of of you're, you're hoping that there's something something uh, interesting, something fresh, uh, and yet um, you know even in pop music, some of the best songs are just three or four chords, and sure. it's more about the melody and that hook. And the idea, what's the concept of the song? That's always important to me is, what's the idea behind the song? What, what are we emphasizing about the Lord in this song? And, and just stick to that. Is it, you know, 
does the song, you know, uh, kind of paint a picture of him as our king or as our shepherd, or does it kind of draw attention to his mercy or his faithfulness? You know, you don't have to try to put everything about the Lord into one song, you know? It's, mm. it's, I like taking a particular aspect of his character or one of his names, et cetera, and then really going deep, trying to go deep into that and um, and make a, you know, ha- write a song. So by the end of the song, people have a, a bit of a picture because songs, the songs we sing form the theology and form our image of who of who God is, whether we like it or not. I mean, so it's important that we sing songs that are biblical, uh, that they're not just, you know, sure. clever words, you know, but that they are based and rooted in Scripture, et cetera. So. Well, and, and you've, you know, you talked about a, a moment ago, you know, kind of creating pictures through words, and uh, and, and I still think one of the one of my favorites of yours, and and just because the picture it creates is like in the song offering, where you have, you know, the sun cannot compare to the glory of your love. There's no shadow in your presence, and I, you know, I almost uh, picture that. I'll, I'll think of that on Sunday mornings, like when I'm driving to church and the sun's coming up and it's a little hard to see, and it's a reminder of God's glory. And so uh, you just do such a masterful job of, of I, I think, creating uh, pictures in songs whenever you write. So it's sort of like it's sort of like films for radio, you know. Whenever you're mm. uh, doing that, and uh, so it's I like that. But but what a what a blessing that's been for the church. Thanks, and so we appreciate it. Well, I I know you don't have a ton of time today, but I do want to ask you real quick. I um I recently uh, recorded a live album, and I know that that can be a little bit hectic sometimes to do things like that but i get asked this question all the time about what's your favorite song on the album and i know you've said before they're all sort of like your babies and i know people were razzing you a little bit about saying it was like giving birth to write a song you know earlier this ah, week on twitter yeah, and stuff yeah. but but <laughs> i didn't say that so, sometimes <laughs> sometimes the uh Sometimes even after a song has been out for a while, different ones begin to take on more meaning to you. Is there anyone particularly from this album that's coming out that has just, especially for you, taken on some real meaning in life? Well, again, it's hard, you know. It is, you know, to use the child analogy, you know, each each one of these songs, uh, yeah, for different reasons. It's like you look at, you no, know, none of your children are the same. They all have different personalities. And sure. So you look at an album, and each one of the songs, um, you know, for different reasons. I mean, there's a song I wrote with Matt Marr called You Lift Us Up, and um, and that, that came out of just a time of worship at our church towards the end. We're just lingering there and almost ready to close out the worship time, and I just said, you know, before we close, just think of the... Uh, in Psalm 42, it says, Why so downcast, O my soul? Put your hope in God. Bless the Lord. He's the lifter of our countenance. He's mm-hmm. the lifter of our head. And just allow the Lord to lift you up this morning. Lord, lift us up. Lift us up. We need you to lift us up out of the miry clay of our discouragement or wherever our circumstance might be today. And blah, blah, just that idea of you lift us up. Um, so I love the declaration of that song. Um, that felt, I feel like that's an important reminder that for us to collectively say, God, you, because often we'll say, Lord, we lift you up. But, um, but the other, I would say that the, the little, uh, the, not the runt of the litter, but the one that could, 
you know, people could get, you know, if you're not patient enough, you could miss the moment. But there's a song in the middle of the project called Jesus Be My Savior. Mm. And it was written with Brenton Brown, and it's preceded by this cello, this moment that was kind of spontaneous. I heard her warming up during the rehearsal. I said, could you play that, you know, in between this song and that song? Just play that little that little piece there and... and uh, but yeah, if you listen to the crowd just singing, uh, the verses are, it's almost like a communion song. Sure. Um, I really believe in the lyrics. It was with, written with Brenton, as I said, Brenton Brown, and we, we spent a lot of time just trying to, uh, um, to me, it has has the ring of a communion song, but then a very simple chorus that um, to hear the room, I mean, the, the room is just beautiful just hear human voices singing god jesus be my savior jesus be my lord uh, um so yeah again i'll stop there <laughs> <laughs> great well one final question before we uh, we yeah. get you out of here i know in the past uh, i i believe it was uh, the album the same love in the past uh you have released the album in stores first and then later on digitally uh in order to give retailers a chance to really you know kind of have first stab at it i was just curious and, and i honestly don't know the answer to this so i'm kind of putting you on the spot but is it uh going to be something similar to that this time where it, it releases to retailers first First, or is it going to be available everywhere on April 1st, or how does that work? I, I think that's my understanding. Of course, you know, I'm not the, uh, you know, I'm grateful. Integrity Music, they do a good job of distributing um, the project. That's that's the job of a record company. Um, but the, as, I, all, as of now, the plan is that everything will be uh, available April 1st. Uh, no April Fool's here. <laughs> um, it, it should be available in stores and on iTunes April 1st. Yes. Excellent. Yes. Uh, the the uh, DVD and CD. So again, it's a, it's a two for one. You get a, um, CD and DVD. So hopefully, uh, I hope, you know, hope your listeners will give it a shot and check it out and, and also be mindful of the the journey. I grew up in a time, and so did you, maybe where you know you put an album on, and that first song, leading into the second song, leading into the third song, it's very intentional. Yeah. Like, you know, it's very intentional to start at the beginning and take the journey to the end. And um, gosh, all of us can can think of uh, an album. At least I can. Back in the day, you'd buy an album, you put that first song on, and you just there's something about that journey. You mentioned the Beatles. Earlier. Oh, sure. Um, you know, I think of Pink Floyd, Dark Side of the Moon. Like You just can't put it on cut number five. You've got to start <laughs> at the beginning and take that whole journey. And, That's uh, right. Oh, man. And I would just, you know, nowadays people go to iTunes and like, oh, I'll just get cut number four or cut number six. And uh, that's sad to me. And so who am I? But I would just, you know, if I may, encourage those who are listening, if, if you want to check the project out, um, well, I hope you get a chance to really take the journey from the very beginning to the very end, and you'll feel like you were part of a very special evening that was captured. And it's pretty raw and pretty honest, and and uh, we didn't redo everything, you know. It's just, sure. there it is. So. 
Well, how about this? We'll encourage listeners. We're, we're right here in the midst of the season of Lent, and Lent is a wonderful time for many of us as we're fasting and spending extra time in prayer. Um, maybe this year during Lent, um, you can take Paul's album and just start from the beginning, go to the end, pray along, sing along with it, and it'd be a great thing. So, uh, well, Paul, thank you so much for uh, being on Voices in My Head this week. It has been a real pleasure, and uh, I just wish you all the best in your continued endeavors, and I want to Thank you again uh, for just the way you've been serving the church all these years. Well, you're welcome. Thank you, Rick. Thanks. And I, I love your heart to do the same. There you are, worship leader and podcast, and you're doing all that you can do. And, and that's really, um, if, if we all do what God has called us to do, that's how the world is going to be changed. You know, if all of us take our position, if all of us hear from the Lord and say, okay, God's calling me to go and occupy this arena, or if you're a mom and you're raising four kids, that God's called you to do that, and to that's that's how you know the body of Christ becomes healthy for all of us to just do what He's called us to do. So uh, I, I'm I'm grateful that I get to do what I do, and it sounds like you do a lot of the same things. Um, that your heart is for the church, for the bride, and uh, for the glory of God. So anyway. Again, thanks, thanks, Rick. Thanks for uh-huh. this opportunity, and uh, we'll see you. Uh, we'll see you down the road. We'll uh, all right, looking forward to it. Well, thank you for being one of the voices in my head this week. All right, brother. I sing for my redeemer, the maker of the stars and sea. You looked upon my suffering and came for me. Rejected and despised, you hung. Alone upon that sinner's hill. My Savior's hands bled for my peace And hold me still Jesus be my Savior Jesus be my Lord Jesus be my Savior my all in all. We take this week communion 
listening to Voices in My Head, the official podcast of Rick Lee James. If you'd like to know more about me, my ministry, my music, my life, go to my website at rickleejames.com. And I'd love this to be a community experience. So if you call 937-505-0162, you can leave feedback, you can give me suggestions for future shows, you can even record comments that I can play on the next podcast. So let's make this something really great together. 937-505-0162. Thank you so much for listening to Voices in My Head, the official Rick Lee James podcast. God bless.